Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, David Stoker. That would make me your other co-host, Chris LaSalle. Chris. Hey, Dave. Welcome back. Another another exciting episode of credits. <laughs> We're almost done. Almost out of here. Yep. So this is minute number three. Mm-hmm. And this minute uh, starts with uh, the credit for Catherine Hicks and ends with produced by Harv Bennett. Hey, we know that guy. We do. Hmm. All right. Uh, so, yeah, Catherine Hicks as uh, Gillian? Jillian? Jillian. Yep. I don't know why I get that wrong every time. Jillian. Yep. Um, again, the, the weird weird credits naming. Um, you know, it's is that her first name? Is that her last name? <laughs> uh, makes me think she must be an alien because she only has one name. Right. That's all we know at this point. Right. Um, yeah. Julian. Gillian. She was the mother on the hit TV show, I guess you would say, hit TV show, Seventh Heaven, which also starred another Star Trek alumnus. Uh, Stephen Collins was Decker in the motion picture. No way. He was the father and she was the mother. That's right. I didn't even put those two together. <laughs> My tidbit on Catherine Hicks was uh, um, Child's Play, the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, which uh, uh, scared the crap out of me when I saw that in the theaters. Uh, so that's why. Would you? Was, would, did, yep. did you watch Seventh, Seventh Heaven or no? I don't know if I watched it, but I know people who did yeah, during I, its run. It's it, That's so funny you said it like that, because I think that's exactly how I would describe it, too. I never watched it personally, but I knew a lot of people did and lo- enjoyed it and talked about it. Um, but I never never saw an episode, which I guess is why I didn't know Decker was in it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Did they? I wonder if they did any crossover stuff. Did they do any, drop any Star Trek uh, you know, stuff, hints into the into that show? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. And I know he recently fell afoul of the law. So, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, an unfortunate story there. With that yes. Answer. So, yeah. uh, right. Moving, moving on. <laughs> um, I noticed during this minute that there's a nebula forming in the background. Yes. Yes. And uh, very cool. Very uh, subtle. It's very it, pleasing to the eye. Yeah. Um, I I tried to find out which one it was, and uh, did not have any luck. So I, no. I don't I don't think it's supposed to be a specific nebula. No. Um, it's not the Motara Nebula. Well, oh, that's gone. That's gone. Not anymore. Yeah. So uh, what do we got? Executive consultant Gene Roddenberry. Yep. Uh, we've talked about that a few times, and he uh, he got demoted to executive consultant after. Uh, yes, the he did. Yeah. Uh, which is, I don't know. It's a bummer, but uh, the movies don't suffer for it. Mm. 
I don't think, Eddie, would you say that if he'd been more in the in the story making process, would we'd have totally different movies, right? Probably. Yeah. Here we go. Music by Leonard Rosenman. Rosenman. That guy. Dr. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> uh, he was nominated for an Academy Award for this score. Really? Yeah. But notably, wow. yeah, that's what I said. Like, what? Uh, he did not win. Hmm. However, he did win the Oscar for other uh, scores. Uh, Barry Lyndon in 1975 and Bound for Glory in 1976. Um, and interestingly, he did the soundtrack for the animated Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. and uh, which I did back, not know that. Yeah. No, I didn't either. And um, that sent me down a rat hole of, you know, uh, I, I remember seeing that. I must have, I don't think I saw it. I didn't see it in the theaters. It must have been on TV. And I, and I must have been young enough. I mean, that came out in 1978. Um, young enough that that, I've never watched it all the way through since I was a kid. And that, I remember just scaring me all the time. Um, do you do you have any memories? Of, did you ever see the animated Lord of the Rings? Um, I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, it's a little weird. A lot of rotoscoping and right. uh, weird animation. Um, I don't know if I had nightmares about it, but it was not one of my favorite. Uh, uh, yeah, animated features. No, I definitely want to see it again because I'd like to see it with an, an adult's eyes. But um, I mean, I remember Bilbo scaring me. Right, just. Some, yeah. And maybe the rotoscoping was, you know, I didn't know what that was. I and mean, everything looks very real, you know, mm. but it doesn't. And I, um, and I, and I have this. I haven't seen a still of of what Gollum looked like, but right. I, I have this image in my head that right now, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh man, he was so scary. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Leonard Rosenman um, has done other good work. Um, I think it's debatable in Star Trek films, um, if this would be considered good. Right. Moving on. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so you, I think, I think you said last minute, uh, you and I are on the same page, so we're not going to be able to debate the merits of, of Leonard Rosamond. You're not going to be pro. And I, I, don't, be I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's horrible. Like I'm not going to go down that train with you, but I'm going to say it's, it's not up to the standards of some of the other, Star Trek films. Yeah, it, there's no. I don't think there's any epicness to it. Um, mm. You know, but we we should definitely make sure we're you know, um, uh, there is quite a variety of music in the soundtrack. Yes. Um, oh, I agree. Right. And so we should we should definitely at least let's let's make sure we pay attention to the different sequences and and what gets used where and um, mm. and uh, and I guess we have to give we got to we got to give them some credit where we we are uh, borrowing. Uh, some of the music for our opening opening titles of the show. So as much, <laughs> as, much as I'm giving him grief, I also <laughs> we also decided to use uh, some of his music from the soundtrack. So we got right. I guess we got to give him some props. All right, um, edited by Peter E. Berger 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 Berger. He uh, he. Um, this was his first Star Trek. Uh, film that he uh, he did editing for, but he uh, so he's he'll, he'll be back for Star Trek Five, uh, Generations, and Insurrection. So, first of mm. of many. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, production designer Jack T. Collins Collis. Uh, um, he's done a whole bunch of he's 
he's he's been production designer he's been art director he's been an actor um but uh in this role of production designer uh, other films he's done uh splash uh, back in 1984, Cocoon in 1985, and uh, National Lampoon's Vacation <laughs> in 1983. Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, so I think we need to look for uh, um, let's look for hints of let's see if we can find some commonality in production <laughs> design. I mean, he's obviously these are Earthbound movies, right? That he did. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and and this particular one is going to be Earthbound too. There's a good chunk of it that's Earthbound. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be looking for the. Um, family truckster hiding in the background somewhere. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Who's next? Uh, director of photography, Don Peterman. ASC. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if we... I don't know what, don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Bad podcast hosts. <laughs> um, he was nominated for Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Um, I guess it means American Society of Cinematographers, which I guess makes sense. Oh, well, that, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, nominated for Academy Award. Uh, mm. He also worked on Cocoon and Splash, so he must be pals with uh, uh, Jack T. Collis. Um, and he went A package on, deal? Package deal, yeah, right. I'm not working unless Don does. Yeah. Um, and he... Uh, he uh, Notable, he followed up Star Trek Four. His next uh, project was uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in 1987. Fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Uh, and another Thanksgiving movie, right? That's a we're, yep. we're, we're calling mm-hmm. this one. This is a Star Trek Four is a Thanksgiving movie. So and so is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Actually, is Thanksgiving yep. or is it Christmas that he's trying to get home for? I thought it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on. Executive producer uh, Ralph Winter. Um, Ralph Winter started uh, his Star Trek career with Star Trek Three and went on to also uh, uh, do Star Trek Five and Six. Um, and uh, other notable career highlights, he uh, 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 handled uh, producing work on Matthew Broderick's masterpiece, the Inspector Gadget movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I got beyond the trailer for the Inspector Gadget movie. <laughs> I love the cartoon. Yes, love uh, the cartoon. But boy, that was uh, anyway <laughs> rough, rough. Uh, but there was also they didn't give up on it. I think there was a sequel to the Inspector Gadget movie, so it was right. There was more than one. I, I can't even believe you know that. So <laughs> I'm just gonna let it go. All right. Uh, where else are we going? Uh, Based on a star, based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry, so they've got to, you know, always give him kudos for that. Will they ever not? Will they? I mean, will they ever not? I don't him, think so. I think it's like it. a Superman thing. It's like anytime you see Superman in mm-hmm. anything, it says, you know, it was created by the two dudes that created him, or like Batman is, you know, oh. created by Bob Kane, and right. now they've said uh, the other guy, and I can't think of the other guy's name, but. Um, Shame on us, right? <laughs> I know. Shame on us for we got to turn uh, our nerd cards in immediately. But um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean. Like I, do, I think it's I like do. those things. Like if they use certain things, it has to include you know created by yeah. such and such person. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Be, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'm just thinking of Star Trek Discovery, right? That is that's still saying you know based on Star Trek, um, created by Gene. Right. Um, uh, so the story was uh, stories by Leonard Nimoy and Harv Bennett. Um, and we'll 
I you know, we'll be talking about that throughout the season. You know, this the, mm-hmm. the, the, the kind of the, the, the I, I was about to describe what a story is. I'm like, well, the, the plots right. and the settings and all that stuff <laughs> uh, came out of Leonard's and Harv's head. Um, the screenplay is by a different couple of dudes. Um, it's by you know, I think. So this is I'm gonna ask the question before we get into it. So you have the story, yeah, and then you have the screenplay. Yeah, you would think all these people would work together. Yeah. So like is it on the story and the screenplay, so they'd all be involved? And I guess it doesn't it doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't get it either. Is it a story and just saying like Leonard sitting in a bar and he and Harv are like, all right, here's what here's what I think the story's gonna be. You know, it's gonna be about getting back to Earth and there's gonna be a crisis on Earth and da, 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 and then but you know, and they, are they just right. are they just narrating the story to to uh, to Steve Mearson and Peter Crikes and they're like, okay, uh, hold on, and they're they're breaking it down into right. Kirk said this and Spock said that and uh, you know, op- <clears throat> open on the. Right, yeah. Um, and do they have to identify, because they identify four people there. So yeah. they identify first the Steve Mearson and Peter Kreiss, and then it goes in, say, Har Bennett and Nicholas Meyer, which I got to say is a little surprised. I didn't realize he was this, did the screenplay on this one as well. So I don't know if, you know, Steve and Peter had first crack, and they created the, the initial screenplay, and then Harv and... Nicholas sort of came behind and tightened it up a little bit, you know, because mm. you hear about it nowadays, like such and such screenwriter got kicked off and they brought in such and such screenwriter to, you know, fix. Yeah. Like so, Carrie Fisher, right? They always yeah. bring her in. Yeah. So like, you know, the first guy always still gets credit, but the other guys do too, because they, you know, however many people they have coming in, they always all get credit. Yeah. Because they were all participated in the screenplay. Yeah, I actually had it. I had it reversed. I have had similar thoughts, but I'm like, oh, was it maybe was it done by Harv and Nicholas Meyer initially, and then punched up by oh maybe, maybe. Stephen Peter? But I also see Nicholas Meyer as you know the, he was the director for Wrath of Khan, right? And right. I think he did the story too. Is so having him come in and make it makes sense for him to punch up a script because he knows you know he's a Star Trek guy, right? He knows it, and um, uh, we'll have to dig into that a little bit more and see who who gets a. Uh, who gets credit for some of the, the big laughs or the most Star Trek right. thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I think the last, last credit in this minute is produced by Harv Bennett. Yep. Harv pal, Harv Bennett, who's uh, back again, uh, started uh, producing Star Trek uh, in Star Trek two, the Wrath of Khan, and will be with us at least through Star Trek five, the final frontier. Yep. Uh, so familiar face. Although not familiar yet, we don't. This isn't the film we get to see him, right? He's, he has a cameo. I think that's Star Trek Five. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, then I think that does that get is that the last the last credit? Yeah, that's it. I think so. That's, yeah, that's I, think it. I think that gets us through that list. That bunch of credit. <laughs> bunch of credits. <laughs> a, a beautiful summary, Dave. Mm. Sorry. It, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever like us going through the credits. I I do for the. Well, I like the tidbits. Some of, it, yeah, some of the some tidbits of it, are interesting, yeah, but you know, I, I don't know what it, I don't know what a director of photography or, you know, what their roles and responsibilities are. I, it's it's so it's it kind of goes over my head. I'm I'm here for the Star Trek. Uh, I'm not necessarily here for the you know, 
right. uh, who's who's pulling focus on a particular scene on a yeah. camera. Right? Um, but okay, we only got about five or six more seconds of credits, and then I think we're done. And I think we've expeditiously moved through. You know, three three minutes, ten seconds worth of credits, or three minutes, five seconds worth of credits. I think that's pretty good. Meaning, meaning, it's only that much, and then they get right to yeah. the film. Yeah, they get right to the film. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, I uh, when I I think I mentioned on Monday, I, I went back to look at minute one of all the other films. Right. Yeah. And uh, in um, in search for Spock, uh, we don't see the title of the film until minute four. Right. Well, they uh, also do the recap and right. Uh, uh, then, then the title card and then the credits. And I think the credits go through a uh, couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that's different. Well, Wrath of Khan had, you saw the title in minute one. Right. So it jumped right in. It had all the creepy music and it jumped right in. And yep. then the, the motion picture, which I don't know if I should be even talking about the motion picture since we haven't talked about the motion picture yet on right. Star Trek Minute. Um but the motion picture has like uh, the title doesn't show up until minute three, and it also starts with like this orchestral overture. This is like it starts with black screen and just music for a couple mm. of minutes. Um, but I'm going to save it for when we do that movie someday. Mm. Mm. Dave's like, I'm not doing that movie. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, all right. Well, did you have anything else for this minute, good sir? I do not. All right. Well, we have something. It's uh, it's Friday, um, and so we have something uh, new to add to the show. Um, we we have to thank our patrons. Um, yes, we've we've started something new this season. Um, we've started a Patreon uh, for Star Trek Minute, <clears throat> and we'd like to invite you all to uh, 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 to, to join up and, and sponsor the show. We've got uh, a variety of. Uh, of levels of support that you can give to the show and uh, for each one of those levels we've got a variety of cool stuff to give back uh, so in addition to helping you know keep the lights on here uh, at Star Trek Minute um, there's some there's some fun uh, 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 swag for you uh, if you become a, a patron um, so we've got a, a couple of patrons that we want to thank um, and we'll be doing this every Friday um, as one of the one of the benefits um, so we'll start off by saying thank you to Giraffe Bear. Uh, Giraffe Bear and Vibrant Visionaries, which is a, a, a podcast hosted by Heidi Bennett, who is also one of our, uh, from the yep. Movies by Minutes families. Um, so I want to thank, uh, thank you both uh, for your, your support. And, uh, uh, and again, if you'd like to hear your name read out on air on our Friday episodes, you uh, consider joining up and, uh, and becoming a patron. Uh, and you can find us, you can find that at, uh, uh, patreon.com slash Star Trek Minute. Uh, so please and thank you. And uh, we'll be back again on Monday uh, talking about Minute 4 of Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home, here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye.